your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 527 of Locked On Canadians. And as always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. Locked On Canadians is available wherever you get your podcasts. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. And for the first time in a long time, I am joined back on this side of the world by my fantastic co-host, the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, it has been a long couple of weeks without you here on the show. So welcome back. And how are we feeling uh, after the Canadians have basically played zero games since you've been gone? <laughs> that was pretty convenient, wasn't it? It wasn't planned. It wasn't expected, but it did work out that, you know, I was able to join some episodes because the way it was working out was that there was no actual game to, to recap. I'm excited they're coming back. And I have to say, for those of you who have been listening, you know that Scott has been absolutely carrying the show almost by himself. He's had a couple of, of guests as well. Uh, and uh, and Ian, who is our good friend, who has now replaced Scott and me uh, on our vacations multiple times. We're really grateful to Ian as well. But Scott, I really have to say thank you because... The way it works on this show is that we value each other's uh, personal lives. We respect each other's personal lives and the need for rest and vacation. And that's why, you know, you'll see sometimes Scott will go away. He won't go away for three whole weeks like I did. But but I, I, I really do appreciate you taking care of everything while I was away. Also, uh, now that I am back on this side of the world... Uh, I will be able to actually send out the 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 prizes for the people. Uh, I had some trouble while I was abroad. There were a lot of things that weren't working while I was abroad that I did not expect. Even Spotify wasn't working when I was abroad, uh, which was something I really did not expect because it hadn't happened before. I couldn't get into like my bills apps or anything like that to like pay them and things like that. Anyway. All this to say is that this week you will get an email from me very shortly confirming that the prizes have been sent out. And it's it's quite the day for you to come back to uh, North America here as the Canadians have been light on non-COVID related news. We talked about Chantal Maccabe joining the team as uh, the vice president of communications and what that entails in that the Canadians should have a new GM by the end of this week, which is wild to me. And today's news that kind of that dropped at 4.45 in the afternoon, the LA Kings announced today that Mark Bergevin has joined the organization in a consulting capacity as senior advisor to the general manager. And for those who might be wondering what that is, he's telling Luke Robitaille, I believe it's Luke Robitaille. Or is whomever, it Rob Blake? Is it Rob Blake? Rob Blake, whatever. It's part of the old boys club is that Mark Bergevin is advising them in a consulting capacity for the remainder of the season. And then beyond that, I believe that the rumor was that he will be promoted to assistant general manager once this season is over. And to the Los Angeles Kings and their fans, I say, 
I hope you like third pairing defensemen and people of questionable character. He will occasionally make the very smart move and he will immediately counteract that with something very stupid. Um, it, we always th- thought that it was Mark version was going to LA when his time in Montreal ran out. I did not think he would join them in this season after being fired. I thought he would take the rest of the year off and then join them in the off season. So I'm a little shocked that this happened so immediately. I am as well, especially given that they're being kind of vague about it. Essentially, it seems like it's it's a management or an assistant. It's a management team position without really getting that kind of title. So I do feel it's exactly like you said. He's going to have a say in certain things. And we will talk to Sarah Mampato, uh later this week about what this means for the LA Kings. but. I just keep going back on, he did have good moves here, but like you said, he would turn around and do something that was so disappointing right after that. And I think that the problem that I have with this is, it, it, you know, it's, I'm not an LA Kings fan. I'm not an LA Kings expert, but what I, from what I could tell is that they were a team with that young, you know, they've, they've got such a deep young prospect core and, they were starting to move into the future of hockey or, or modernize the way that they do things. And now adding Mark Bergevin is you're going backwards. Like I keep saying like Mark Bergevin hockey is early two thousands hockey. That's what they're dragging LA back to after they've made progress, after they have become a more evolved team. I mean, that's like they, they used analytics to win the Stanley cup, right? That was something that that it's a forward thinking kind of thing. Like it's new mentality. And now you're bringing in somebody who's very old school and who values things that used to be more important in a previous iteration of the NHL. And that's the thing for me is that L.A. seemed to have been kind of rebuilding, retooling and doing a pretty good job of it. They're not great, but they have a lot of young prospects and a lot of up and coming players. And this kind of feels like you said, a step backwards for them. And I'm very curious, you know, how much actual input he has on this. It's it's very strange to me. And I think my favorite thing about this is now uh, he and Philip Deneau have to come face to face after a very weird off season where it's going to be like, hey, Phil, I work here now. And it, in the end, I guess Mark Bergevin still ended up with Philip Deneau in his lineup, just not the one he was expecting I, I'm very interested to see how this goes for the Kings, just because we, we've we seen, what, 10 years of what Mark Bergevin can do for this organization. And for L.A., they're in a very similar spot. They, they're on that almost there, but not quite. And they either have to go after it or not. So it's it's going to be interesting. I know that he's just consulting right now. But I think most Habs fans from a mile away will be to identify, be able to identify when his input is taken on certain moves and such. So the trade deadline just got a lot more interesting for the LA Kings and especially their offseason if um, the rumors are true that he is being promoted to AGM after this season is over. So uh, to Kings fans, I say good luck. It's going to be good sometimes. It's going to be real frustrating sometimes. And... To kind of turn things here, the Montreal Canadiens were back on the ice after their 
closure of practice facilities and such ended, and there is good news on the injury front for the first time in a while, and we're going to get into that coming up next. But first, it is the new year, which means it is time for New Year's resolutions, and sometimes it's getting in shape, sometimes it's just eating better and eating healthier. And guess what? Built Bar can help you achieve all of those things. It makes it incredibly easy to stick to your resolution because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is covered in 100% real chocolate. They are low calorie, low sugar, low carb, high in protein. They have everything that you could possibly want in your protein bar. And they have a flavor for absolutely everybody. There's coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. And Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So please check out Built.com to see what's new. And if you go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. So go there, check out everything that they've got to offer. You can even get a variety pack sent to your door. And as long as you use LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. As always, thank you for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen of the day every single day of the week. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. Well, it's been quite a while. The Montreal Canadiens are, in fact, back on the ice, so to speak. And there is some good news on the injury COVID front. Jake Allen is out of COVID protocol, so he is back in the lineup right now. And Dominique Ducharme, after practice, said that Josh Anderson, Joel Armia, Christian Dvorak, and Mike Hoffman are all day-to-day with their injuries and that they may be ready for Wednesday's game. And there are two names in there that I think stand out the most that I am very surprised are ready to play almost, and that is Josh Anderson and Christian Dvorak. Earlier this season, Dvorak suffered a knee injury and he said he was out indefinitely. So the fact that he is already back skating and could be ready is a tremendous sign for him. And Josh Anderson was expected to be out eight weeks with an upper body injury, and somehow he is ready to go. The team did place Paul Byron in COVID protocol. He was there as a a potential exposure. This time he is now tested positive for that. So he is in protocol right now. But with the names coming back, it is very good to see that at least the team is getting slightly healthier and we we've talked about it a lot that the season is kind of a uh, kind of a wash at this point but people are getting healthy people are coming out of protocol and honestly that's not the worst thing in the world right now i thought that for dvorak and anderson i thought that they would be away until after the what was going to be the olympic break and so this is very, very positive. I really did think they were going to be out for a long time. And I think part of this, you know, you have to look at the silver lining sometimes. This is not a great situation when you've had basically every player, not just on your roster, but in your system as well, uh, test positive for COVID and not being able to play players and not being able to have games or practice. Or, you know, there was the the break that the entire NHL had for Christmas And so there are a lot of concerns with injuries on this team as well. You know, we talked so many times about how many of their players are just injured. They're just out They're You know, they can't replace those people. So this is going to be a bright spot. I just, I want to say something real quick as well is that Eric Engels had um, a sort of a piece on Sportsnet covering a whole bunch of 
topics, one of which was, you know, what does Chantal Maccabe want to do with her position? And, uh, and uh, there were some quotes from Jake Allen that were really, 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 really interesting. And uh, I really, really think that you should go to Sportsnet and check out Eric Engel's latest piece. But one of the things that the players have known and has been weighing on them is not just their underperformance, but the lack of rhythm that they're able to get. They like there's a lack of cohesiveness. And I think a lot of it has to do with just how many different players are in the lineup every night and how many times, you know, things kept going wrong, like bad luck injuries, even before COVID hit the team. So I feel like getting a bunch of them back together uh, playing games together is going to be really good for all of them, including the younger guys that they're trying to develop right now. And, and that's exactly it, is that it's a positive thing that these guys are back. And there's a couple more th- notes from practice that weren't in the tweet from the Canadians. Jeff Petrie is traveling back to Montreal from the United States on Monday to return to practice, and Caden Primo will join the team in Boston ahead of their game on Wednesday. They were both, I believe, in COVID protocol. They stayed in the U.S. and were traveling to meet the team because they currently cannot get into Canada with the uh, current, I believe, I want to say it's testing guidelines and whatnot. So they will meet the team there. Um, Brendan Gallagher is feeling better, but they do not have a timeline for his return, which went from uh, day-to-day to not, which is not a great sign. And Tyler Toffoli skated solo, which is good to see him back on the ice. Uh we just want the team to be healthy at this point. We haven't seen a fully healthy team at all this season. They've either been missing Joel Edmondson. They've been missing Carey Price all year. They've been missing any number of players right now. And it's very hard to know what this team would look like fully healthy. And unfortunately, we're not going to see Joel Edmondson in the lineup either. Unfortunately, his father passed away due to his bout with cancer. So Joel Edmonton, I assume, is not going to be ready anytime soon. And we want to send our condolences along to his entire family. It We've said it before, but it feels like every single thing with this team that could have gone wrong this year has absolutely gone wrong. And some of it, Dominique Ducharme's coaching has not been up to snuff. But in the past couple of weeks, He could be prime Scotty Bowman. I don't know how much you're going to get out of this team. It feels like the Canadians, even if they had a little bit of momentum, immediately get hit with some kind of roadblock here. And I'm not saying that if there weren't injuries or COVID or whatnot, that they'd be a playoff team. But I do not think they'd be seven wins bad, honestly. And I'm just hoping everyone comes back healthy. I'm hoping everyone comes back in shape to play. And I'm just hoping they give us some good showings as the season goes on here. We're entering the second half of the season now. The trade deadline's coming up here. There's a lot of guys not only playing for their future with the Canadians, but in the NHL as well, I would assume. And it's it's tough to watch this team when you can tell they're trying, but something just isn't right there. And we'll obviously have more updates as practice continues this week, as more tests and people come out of protocol. And we will do our best to keep you updated on that. But Laura, do you have any parting thoughts before we get into our final segment? I did not realize that they were seven wins bad. I mean, I knew organically, but I kept refusing to look up how many games they'd actually lost. They have seven wins for the entire season. It's really, truly not great. Um, And and that's why it makes me laugh when people from other teams are like, hi, your team's bad. And we just go, yeah, we know. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do about it? Like, we know they're bad. So 
no one I think expected them to be this bad. And there's a number of extenuating circumstances. And there are some people going, well, see, I told you Ducharme was a bad coach last year in the playoffs. No, that you cannot blame him fully for this season. You can blame him for part of it. You cannot blame him for what's happening now. Trying to take a victory lap when a team is playing with ECHL and AHL call-ups is such a hilariously bad look that if I had time to actually rant about all of this, we would have to mark this podcast explicit and we're not going to do that. So we're going to move on. We do have some prospect news. Normally we would do three up, three down today, but with the team on pause for so long, there really wasn't too much to do in terms of ups and downs in the lineup this week. But we have some big news regarding the Hamilton Bulldogs, Jan Meshack, and other prospects, and that's coming up next. But first, Bet Online wants to wish all of you a new happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the NFL playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports. So bet online where the game starts. So normally, like I said, in the last segment, we would do our three up, three down segment right now. But given the team has been on pause and just so much else happening that we <laughs> we we do not have, unfortunately, too much in terms of up and downs right now. How about this? How about, okay, so I know on Friday for the Friday mailbag, Randy Hansen asked me about the va- my vacation. So I'll do a three up, three down, very, very short one at the end of this episode for my vacation All right. to answer that question. But in the meantime, we've got a lot of prospect talk. Big, yes. big, big, big news. We will do our prospect thing, then Laura will recap her vacation very quickly for y'all. Or we can have her do an entire segment of that at our mailbag on Friday. We'll see what our timing runs out to do here. But to get to the prospect news, the Hamilton Bulldogs, home of Jan Mishak of the Montreal Canadiens, on January 6th was when? Friday? 7th, 8th. Anyways, it was during the it week. It was Thursday. I, I know what day it is now, that's for sure. <laughs> um, the Hamilton Bulldogs had a trade with the Kitchener Rangers in the OHL. And going to the Hamilton Bulldogs is current Montreal Canadiens property, Arbor Jackeye from the Kitchener Rangers. And going to Kitchener is Narvin Mutter, a second round pick in 2022 a second round pick in 2025, a third round pick in 2023, a third round pick in 2024, and a fourth round pick in 2023. That is quite the haul for a player of Arbor Jack Eyes. um, I don't wanna say quality. Um, He's an overage player, so he is meant to be a little bit more dominant in this league. It is a lot to give up. But today, the big news is the Hamilton Bulldogs have acquired Anaheim Ducks first round pick Mason McTavish for an absolute haul of picks. Uh, Jonathan Mele and Alex Fennard, plus a second round pick in 2022, a second round pick in 2022, a third round pick in 2023, a third round pick in 2023, a third round pick in 2024, and a conditional fourth round pick in the 2025 OHL draft. 
All I can say to this is that the Hamilton Bulldogs are absolutely going for it in the OHL this year. And if you're a Canadians fan and you've been following Jan Meshack and whatnot, this is a huge deal for them because this team is absolutely loading up to make a very deep run right now. And as I look at it, Hamilton sits second in the OHL East Division behind the behind Shane Wright's Kingston Frontenacs. The Bulldogs are 16, 9, and 4 in 29 games played. And I got to be honest, adding a guy like Mason McTavish, adding a quality overage defenseman like Arbor Jackeye, the Bulldogs are going to get real good real fast. And for Jan Meshack, he no longer has to be the star driver on this team, especially because Mason McTavish is an absolute talent on his own. I'm very excited to see how this team puts it all together now and what they can do because Meshack's an extremely good talent. There's a lot of good players on that team already and they've only added more. And Laura, I know prospects aren't fully your thing My here, thing? but <laughs> yes, but it adding talent to prospects, it's a good thing. It's a great thing to watch some of these kids get a chance to make not only a deep run for, you know, the OHL trophy, but also a Memorial Cup here. We're going to get to see Jan Meshek in the spotlight that he didn't really get to have during the World Juniors that were canceled. I have a question, though. Does Hamilton have any picks left before 2075? Uh, I assume not. And Ian pointed <laughs> this out to me is that uh, that 2025 pick is 11 years old right now. There's a literal child walking around not knowing that they belong to the Peterborough Peets or the Kitchener Rangers right now. It's absolutely wild. <laughs> That's amazing. It is. It's quite wild. Here's the thing, though. Like, it's super exciting. And it's like we talked about earlier. Having th- these players go on a deep run. Like, for us, who are we concerned with? We're, consider- we're concerned with the Habs prospects. If they manage to pull out a deep run, I think they're going to learn so much. It's going to prepare them for the NHL so well. I just and and it's it's exciting to watch. I mean, you know, like what little we've seen of Mason McTavish is 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 phenomenal. I just I I'm I'm excited to catch these games now. I'm excited to watch. I, I hope that all of these games don't get canceled or the Memorial Cup doesn't get canceled. Everything is basically it has like the scepter of COVID hanging over it. Uh, but I definitely think that this is something that's going to be so good for, you know, for the Habs organization and Jan Misak, who, who we've been so positive on. Uh, and exactly like you said, we've missed out because the World Juniors were postponed, quote unquote, canceled. I don't I don't know what they're going to do with them. Like they're saying that they're hopeful, they're committed to having it, you know, at some point, maybe in June. We don't know, but. In the meantime, I think this is just, it's positive. It's, it's, it's good for them and it's good for the fans as well. And I think that's exactly it is that for Habs fans, this gives them something to look up, to look to. Like we know the season's bad. So everyone's focusing on prospects and Luke Tuck is back and has been playing really well. Jakob Dobish has been playing really well. Sean Farrell has been playing really well here. There's so many other things to focus on. Yes. The NHL hasn't been what we were hoping for this season as fans, but the prospect pool out there is doing quite well. Even like I talked in last week's episode when I did my North American prospect review, guys in the QMJHL are absolutely thriving. We know how good Caden Gooley is. 
guys in the NCAA are taking that next step. It's going to be a really interesting offseason for the Canadians because there's so much talent out there right now. And I got to be honest, for as bad as the NHL has been to watch this season, the prospects have made it worthwhile. There's a lot out there to follow if you're paying close enough attention to that. And luckily, that is what I'm here for. That's what people like David St. Louis and Hattie at Eyes on the Prize are for where they have all kinds of in-depth knowledge, where they watch shift by shift on these guys and give you all the information you're looking for. Laura, I know you want to talk a little bit about your vacation. We're going to push that to another episode this week. We have so much more coming up for you all this week. I promise you, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. And thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. Please check out Locked On Bets. If you were ever trying to bet on sports, your boy Q and Lee Sterling have all the info you need to make sure you come out a winner. They are free and available on all podcasting platforms.